Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's one guy making an error and blaming it on being mic'd up. That's oh, the only sure. thing I worry about. But, Kyle, the game doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> so if you make an error, it's okay. This, this is why you're here. Yeah. Logical. The logical man. All right. We'll take a quick break here. A little more baseball on the other side of this commercial break, though. We have some thoughts in the second half of the season. We talked a lot more of the all-star passivities there, and I'm happy about that. But uh, I put out an article today on some second-half thoughts. I'm going to get your opinion on it. I know you're skating all day. I have some ideas floating in my head. We'll see what comes of it. We had a little more than a half hour here left to kill on the nightcap on a Wednesday. This is Kyle Powell and John Simon here on WGR. Fly ball to right. It's on its way, and the Dodgers have walked off yet again. Five consecutive walk-off wins. They win it 5-4. to four. Bellinger, his second home run of the night. It's a walk-off. The L.A. Dodgers there. Cody Bellinger walk-off homer late last week before the All-Star break. Part of five straight home walk-off wins. If there's another place to hit a walk-off win for the L.A. Dodgers, John, I ask you, as I put you on the spot here, thought number one of my five thoughts on my article today. I'm just going to do it live on the air. Is this finally the year for the Los Angeles Dodgers where they do not play bridesmaid in the World Series? You know, it's funny because we were talking about how the American League is not overall better than the National League, you know, most years. But I think it's tough because they're. I think that they're going to get back. But I just think that the Yankees and the Astros are just that much better. And I... It's tough, you know. I, I don't like the Dodgers per se because of their rivalry with the Mets over the last four or five years. You know, mostly just Chase Utley, but whatever. But no, I I would like to see them do it at some point. It's f- really fun watching Cody Bellinger. I would think Kershaw, like I think he deserves a World Series at this point, despite you know not living up to the ace status in the postseason. But you know, I think if they can get past the Braves. You know, they'll have a good shot, but overall, I think the Yankees or Astros are going to win the World Series. All right. Wow. How about question number two? Will we be seeing Major League Baseball's first 300 home run team? Yes. To make it nice and short, the Yankees, they'll hit 300 home runs. Really? Yeah. I went with the Minnesota Twins. Where are they ahead of them right now? I Yeah. Where are they at? They set a first half record for home runs, 166 in 89 games. What are the Yankees at right now? Are they they got to be like close to 150, if not right around there. If you know, I'm asking I believe for you 149, 147. Okay, they still hit that many even I didn't without know having twins. anybody. And you know what? Speak of the Twins, I left them completely out of this World Series talk, and like they're having a very under the radar, just incredible year. So, you, sorry, Twins. I apologize. If so, there you go. If someone's going to break the 300 home run record as a team. I'll go with the Twins. That's my redemption for them. Here's some crazy stuff. Okay, so last year, 162 games, 166 home runs as a team. This year they've already hit that mark. 
with 73 games to go. On average, again, I did these calculations earlier today. It's not exactly accurate because there's extra inning homers, there's rain-shortened games, but right now they're averaging as a team about 1.87 homers per game. Wow. With 73 remaining regular season games, they would have to roughly hit 1.84. We're so so already they doing keep the pace. 134 homers in 73 games would get them to an even 300. All right, so no one's got to get hurt, and maybe they add a, a little bit of power at the at one of the two deadlines. Then it'll it could get them there. What an absolute precedent that would set! A year after we thought the Yankees were going to reset the bar, which they did, 267. Yeah. But imagine if 267 only lasts for one year, <laughs> and it gets blown out of the water by almost 40. That's de- I think 267 will de- they'll definitely pass that. It, they might not get to 300. That's a pretty pretty tough hill to climb. But 267, they're well within reach of that. All right, Philadelphia Phillies. Where do you where do you stand on them? Are the wheels falling off? I don't know. I mean, I think that the Braves are going to – I don't know if they'll coast the division, but I think that they're by far the best team in that division. From the games that I saw that the Phillies played, nothing looked wrong with them. In fact, they were coming back in every game against the Mets' horrific bullpen. So, But, no, I, it is tough. You know, Bryce Harper, not in the All-Star game. You know, it, It's not a bad signing, but he's not doing enough right now. And their pitching is – it is what it is, you know. So, Jake Arrieta is going to pitch. I thought he was done for the year. Did you see the reports a couple days ago? No, I break? saw that he was dealing with whatever He's was got shoulder. A bone spur. Yeah, is it his shoulder or his elbow? It's his elbow. elbow. They're going to monitor it, but he's scheduled to make his first start out of the break. That's pretty wild. Elbow injuries aren't stuff that teams typically like to play around with, especially with a guy who has had Tommy John surgery, I believe, well before. I think it was like before he went to Chicago. At this point, I just assume every major league pitcher has had Tommy John surgery at least once before they even get to the major leagues. That's honestly a fair assumption. <laughs> it's a rite of passage these days. <laughs> but, yeah, that's weird. I mean, they're going to need Arietta to stay in the race, and if he ends up screwing up his elbow more and going out, then, yeah, maybe the wheels will fall off for the Phillies at that point. But, you know, that was that one of the three teams that you mentioned that were interested in Syndergaard? I know it was the Padres. The Padres, the Brewers, and the Astros. Noah Syndergaard is a, is a Texas kid. Mm. Him in a postseason rotation as a three behind Cole and Verlander is absolutely terrifying. That's not even fair. <laughs> that blows a potential Scherzer, Strasburg, and Corbin, I think, out of the water. Real you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those three in Washington. Now, if Scherzer gets moved, though, if he's in Houston with Verlander. And Cole, that's even more absurd than throwing Syndergaard with those two guys. I think that's going to be the biggest question mark of the trade deadlines is what happens with Max Scherzer. Well, the way the Nationals have been playing leading up to it, not only are they putting Philadelphia in an odd position, they're putting themselves in a weird position too. Yeah. 19-31 and 31 at one point, and since that, since that mark, that's it. 19-31, and 31, they've gone 28-11 and 11 since. Oh, man. They're ahead of the Phillies in the wild card race. Would that be funny? Even if these two teams don't make the playoffs, how funny would that be if they finish ahead of the Phillies this year, Washington? Just hold it right in Bryce Harper's face. Crazy thing, too, $630 million spent on Bryce Harper and Manny Machado this offseason. Neither, Neither of them, them were all-stars. Just goes to show you, Pete Alonzo and Jeff McNeil making probably like a million five combined. The polar bear and the squirrel. Make that a book. That's all I need, a book. I saw a cool T-shirt a few months ago at the start of the season. There's a couple more animal nicknames. Like, 
Wilson Ramos is nicknamed the Buffalo. The Buffalo. Love that. I f- uh, who did they have? Keon Broxton Jr. before he got DFA'd was Black Panther. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, like they had that. a they had a cool T-shirt with like a bunch of animals wearing like the players' jerseys, and I think it was like a Black Panther costume wearing Broxton's jersey. It was it was interesting. It was cool. But Phillies, yes, I I, I think the Braves are gonna win the win the NL East, and I don't think the Phillies are gonna really make too much noise in the wild card race. the The wheels could be coming off the tracks very soon. See, I left that one open ended when I put it on the website. I, I'm not. I, I don't know which way to lean. I mean, Quite if they're yet. if they if they're big name guys come around, they could de- they're as posed for run as anybody is, and they're as dangerous as anybody is. But from what they did in the first half, Harper, Real Muto, I don't see it. I just don't. Thankfully, I don't know much. And for Phillies fans, they could be confident about that. Oh, the city is burning. The city is burning right now. Really? Just because of how poor the just because of the Phillies? Mm-hmm. I figured they'd still be happy about the Super Bowl win two years ago. Well, that's always going to happen, but <laughs> that's always going to be there. But yeah, there's Gabe Kapler is always on ninety four WIP getting rat getting ripped apart by the morning show. They don't like his <laughs> tactics. It's you know the whole kit and caboodle. Any anybody deals with in any given city, but yeah, the Phillies are definitely under the microscope because to start the way they did, the fireworks. Bryce Harper's first week or so, his first homer, his homer against the Nationals and his return to D.C., it's felt like a season scripted in heaven. And since then, you've let two teams pass you by, one of which is a runaway in the division right now, six up on even the Nationals. Yeah. And the Nationals were left for dead through 50 games. That's substantial. You talk about 25, 30 games where you can kind of assess a team. Since that 50-game mark, they're playing like 750 baseball, and all of a sudden they're making the Phillies almost like an afterthought with three weeks to go to the deadline. Yeah, and we mentioned it. They're top three, Corbin, Strasburg, and uh, Scherzer. If those guys are on, you know, I'll take them over the Phillies. If the Phillies lineup isn't hitting and the Nationals are doing exactly what they're doing right now, they're they're a better team. All right, I'm going to give you four names here. All right, let's hear it. Pete Alonzo. Good. Okay. Cody Bellinger. Psst. I don't like saying it, but clearly much better. Best, Mike, some would say. Mike Nelson Trout. Okay, the best. Christian Yelich. All right, what about these four amazing baseball players? Will we see zero, one, or more of these players reach 60 home runs by season's end? I'll give you the total since we're going off the rip right yeah. here. Mike Trout currently sits at 28. He has six homers in the last week or so of the All-Star break, so he went in hot. It's yet to be seen if he comes out just as hot. He's got 28. Alonzo and Bellinger each sit halfway there at 30. Christian Yelich leads the pack with 31. I think the guy that's got the best chance is Bellinger. In fact, with Yelich's back... Interesting. With Yelich's back, we'll see what happens there. I, I, I don't like saying it, but because Alonzo's a rookie, I think the season will get to him at some point. Like, there will be a little bit of a drop-off. Thankfully for him, he can still hit home runs despite no other Mets getting on base. But, I yeah, my I would say no, but I think Bellinger has the best shot. Really? I thought Yelich might have had the best shot. I think if he, if he didn't have a back injury just now, I think I would— I mean, he played in the All-Star game, so he's clearly, you know, doing okay enough, but— 
No, that's fair. It's it, I think it's a toss up between those two, but I think Bellinger I think has has the better shot. But I don't think anyone is going to do it. You don't think anyone's going to do it? Nah. I think Yelich has an outside chance, and I think it's just because the the the. The state of the games that he'll be playing in September, they're going to be meaningful. They're going to want him in the lineup every day. The NL right. Central's top to bottom separated by less than six games. It's it's going to be an absolute dogfight until game 162. The yeah. reason I thought Yelich had that chance is because of that. They're, Milwaukee's going to be riding him until the end yet again. Yeah. Bellinger, I think, the way the Dodgers are set are again – just cleaning house in the NL West. He may they? be he may be sat in early September just to be ready and prime for October. That's true. I, didn't, I, did, is, I did not take that into account. I don't think Dave Roberts is going to sacrifice important ABs in the health of Bellinger for a record like that. I think he wants to finally get over this hump. Yeah, because and Trout and Malonzo, you know, they're already out of the race. They're probably going to be sellers. I don't think you're. Gonna, I don't think you push a guy like that that hard in September with a record like that, unless a guy like Brad Osmus or Mickey Callaway, if he's still here. <laughs> says, you know what, kid, go get him. I don't yeah. know. But. I mean, Pete Alonso, I think it definitely is just go get him. He's I he's going to run away with the NL Rookie of the Year. He's literally leading rookies in all offensive categories. Did you see that stat graph on and during the All-Star game? First, 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 first. Incredible. But like I said, I still think there's going to be a little bit of a drop-off in the second half. There's going to be those August games where the Mets are going to get shut out. They're going to put, like, two hits on the board. There's just going to be those types of games. And – well, actually, no. Now that the Mets will be out of the race, maybe Callaway won't be taking him out of the last two innings because earlier in the year, anytime the Mets were up or in close games, sometimes he would take Alonzo out for defeat for defense, and they would put Smith in at first. But since games don't matter at this point, he'll probably just keep playing. So yeah, I didn't take that into account. Maybe Yelich will do it because he and he and Bellinger seemingly hit a home run every single game. He would be the first National Leaguer to do it since two thousand and one. Reached 60 homers. That was Barry Bonds. And if Trout were to do it, you got to go back to 1961. The last really? time we saw 60. That's the last time someone hit 60 in the American League? That's, according to my research, it was Roger Maris in 1961. I mean, I trust you. We Off air, we talk baseball all the time. We, we You know your style. That's incredible. I was shocked, too. Griffey has come close with 56 in consecutive years. In 96 and 97, or 97 or 98, off the top of my head. Alex Rodriguez has reached 57. Even the closest competitor to the last few seasons, Giancarlo Stanton, 59, National League. Right. Man. I, I mean, the AL had a couple years in 08 or 09 where the league leader had less than 40, which yeah. is really odd to me. You think that that's – I mean, it's going back so long, it doesn't really – it's not a great point, but, like, is it because better pitchers try and go to the AL so they don't have to hit? Like, is, is that what it is? Probably. It, they have just more energy that they don't give up home runs because they're not hitting. Is that's the the only thing that I could think of? That's strange. Fifty eight years. If it doesn't happen this year, it's it's currently on its fifty seventh year. You think if someone does that, someone that breaks a near sixty year record, it's going to be Mike Trout. It would just melt my heart. <laughs> it would just melt my heart. Better him than a Yankee. Better him than Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton. Oh yeah. Okay. Thought number five as we wrap up here in this segment. With all that we've covered, all the bases that we've covered, no pun intended. Yeah, I'm kidding. I intended that all the way. I restarted my sentence so I could say the pun. But no, we've gone all over the place. People might have forgotten the five thoughts that we actually said. So check out Kyle's article. If you forgot any of the four thoughts they already talked about, WGR550.com. Kyle, thought number five. 
There is a chance this year that we could see a player win a batting title in both leagues for the first time since 1902. LeMahieu, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I actually forgot that he won a batting title in Colorado. It was a it was a very interesting stretch for the Rockies between 2013 and 2017. He was one of four different players to win a batting title. Really? Between 2013 and 17, no Rocky repeated before him won a title. That's an incredible stat. But it's been what did you say? 1902. Mm-hmm. Who was the last guy to win batting titles in both leagues? Ed Delahanty <laughs> won sure. a. Batting title in 1899 with the Philadelphia Phillies. He had 400. So I was going to say, what was he hitting, like 480? Probably like... 912 or something <laughs> like that. And then he double-dipped in the American League, 1902, hitting 376 with the then Washington Senators. Hmm. LeMahieu's got a shot. 348 in 2016 for the Rockies. If he keeps his current clip around 336, he's a 12-point edge, too, on the next closest American I was going to say, he's he's well ahead of McNeil as far as – because I think, like, Bellinger and Yelich are pretty close to him. But I think LeMahieu's going to do it because the Yankees, I mean, they're not they're, – they're well ahead of their division. Some of their games might not be important, but, like, with the injuries that they have, that guy's going to be playing every day, and he plays in different spots of the field. And, yeah, I think I think we're going to see it. That I'm, a, I'm very, very sure that we'll see it. He's been an absolute godsend for that team. Who would have thought two years for $12 million is going to be the most important signing of this offseason? You know what makes me upset? Going back to the Mets, they were talking about one night on the broadcast how they were literally between Jed Lowry and DJ LeMahieu in free agency as far as finding their second baseman or utility infield or what have you. Jed Lowry... I don't even think he, – he's dropped off the face of the earth. He didn't even go to spring training, I don't think. Yeah, but he switch hits. Yeah, and he's a Brody Van Wagenen client. Mm-hmm. I don't think that DJ LeMahieu is. And now he's going to win a batting title. But you know what? The Mets didn't hold him back from probably having a terrible season with them, and they didn't hold him back from becoming the first guy or hopefully becoming the first guy to win a batting title in both leagues in over 100 years. So Mets, noted saviors of seasons. Yeah, Honestly, oh, for thank other you for people. The, thank you for the service. <laughs> All right, we get back. It's last call here. Which, holy cow. Nice little baseball talk there. Almost got us to 8.50. We'll have a last call here. Quick segment before NASCAR Live coming at you at 9 o'clock after the nightcap with Kyle Powell and John Simon here on WGR. It's Hafner, Cleveland, great. And he takes it deep to right. That one is out of here. That's way over the fence, over everything. Like he did so many times at the Jake. Back to back home runs for Team Cleveland. There he is, Pronk Travis Hafner, a name you haven't heard since 2013 when he was a New York Yankee, like everybody seems to end their career as. Yeah, he hit a bomb in the All Star game, and Joe, John has some bomb thoughts about that long ball from progressive field i just thought it was awesome like it's the celebrity all-star softball game they have a miniature fence set up probably 250 or so feet away from home player in the outfield and hafner hits a shot to right field it, it went over the actual baseball fence i mean cleveland i don't know what their dimensions are but it's not short you know, I don't think they're one of the well-known hitters parks it, it was just awesome like it was an absolute bomb like a lot of home runs are hitting that but he hit it out of the real park he was insulted you insulted the pronk and that's what you get 
a souvenir in a, in a softball game, celebrity softball game, 380 feet away. Who would have thought you'd get one? Oh, sitting yeah. there in the in the, in the stands. Like, there's no foul balls that make it into the crowd. Like, they're not hitting home runs that far, but Travis Affner did, and it was it was awesome. Again, hometown guy that did it. Pretty cool. Definitely a good start to the week for Cleveland fans all around. Shane Bieber, Travis Hafner, you name it. But that's going to put a wraps on things here from the WGR studios here on a Wednesday. Thanks again for to John Simon for Thank hanging you for out. Having me, absolutely from Harbor Center. And then he trekked all the way here to join me in studio. Thanks again to Derek Kramer. You heard from him in the first hour. And, yeah, we're going to be back on schedule tomorrow. Jody Biashi should be returning to his normal gig. So you never have to listen to me again. I'm just kidding. Thanks for struggling through this with me as well. It's the Nightcap here on WGR. Pit Reporters and NASCAR Live is up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.